Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. In your company, a challenge? Are you battling turnover and struggling to draw key talent? Is your team not performing at the level you want? Problems present themselves through conflict, miscommunication, creative differences, unclear expectations, and motivational issues. ARC Integrated is here to address these challenges through executive coaching and customized interactive trainings. Create lasting positive change that will improve your bottom line and create a culture that attracts talent and reduces turnover by going to arcintegrated.com. That's arcintegrated.com. What if investing in each other could change the world? I'm Joel Skeen with bizradio.us, and this is the Mindful Marketplace. Welcome back to another edition of the Mindful Marketplace. And welcome, whether you are a longtime listener. And when I say long time, I mean like, you know, a year, because <laughs> that's how long we've been doing this. Uh, or if this is your very first time with us. And if it is your first time, just so you know, on this program, we talk to the entrepreneurs, advisors, industry leaders, investors, and economic experts who are not only making a profit, but who are doing their part to create more sustainable, equitable, and democratic economies and businesses along the way. It's really where we learn how to connect our money and our time to our values, our community, and ourselves. Today, we are picking up our conversation with Veronica Edwards, who is the owner of Balanced Virtually and the host of the Veronica Edwards Show, also here on bizradio.us. This is a two-parter, and this is part two, so please go back and listen to part one because it was a really fun conversation to learn about where Veronica comes from, how she helps her clients, and we just got into some really fun discussions there. Um, But I'm just going to welcome her right back in to kind of pick up where we left off for part two of our discussion here. Welcome back, Veronica. So happy to have you on the Mindful Marketplace. Thank you. Hey, hey, hey. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So we talked already, like I said, about balance virtually a little bit about your upbringing Mm -hmm. and your background and what got you into this whole world. But I wanted to ask you a little bit more about your show. Um, Mm -hmm. What was it that, um, how did that start? You know, what was it that fired off something inside of you that, that made you want to join up with bizradio.us here? Well, I will say I was running from it a little bit. Uh, So like what we mentioned in the first part of the conversation is that, you know, I started Balance Virtually back in 2018 and I didn't have any clients, didn't know anyone. So one of my good friends, Ebony Sullivan, who comes on my show quite a bit and we're doing a segment together now called, um, look, I'm losing my train of thought. I think it's called Small Biz Talk. And so she's a business owner also. And she told me, you need to get involved with your chamber of commerce. And I'm like, well, really? And so one of the first things that I signed up for was this all day networking, almost like speed dating. You have to have your elevator pitch. And for those that don't know what an elevator pitch is, you're talking about your business and your name and da 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 in 30, 60 seconds. And either the first or second table, I meet Mr. Matt Matin <laughs> yep. from bizradio.us, the um, owner and founder. And so he was like, hey, you're starting your business. You need to come on my station. We just created this brand new station. And at the time, it wasn't bizradio.us. It was just, you know, bizradio. And so, and it was actually being recorded in Swannanoa. Mm-hmm. So I want to say, so this was back in 2018. And so I went on his show And I went on a couple times and he goes, hey, you know, I'm getting good feedback with you being on the show and you're a natural. Why don't you do just like a six week 
just try it out, talk about accounting. And even though I'm a CPA, Joel, and if you listen to my show and those that listen, I really don't talk a lot about accounting. You know, like we say, we talk about financial cup, blah, blah, blah. We do, but at the same time, I, in my mind, grew up thinking I was Oprah. So I want to know about you. I want to know where you're from. I want to understand, you know, why you became the entrepreneur. Why did you do it in this field? Because I feel like people can relate more to the story because a lot of times people are like, well, Veronica, you own a business, but I couldn't do it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. If I can do it, anybody can do it. So (laughs) that's what I want to, you know, just share more of. But yeah, so that's that in a nutshell. Yeah. So, and I, and I really love that because I mean, you know, I think you could learn a lot from an accounting show, obviously, but I also think it might be hard to like get people to listen to it. If all you're doing is talking about, you know, tax numbers and, and running, reading, uh, you know, reading 1099s or W2s or something like that. Right. (laughs) And so, um, so, uh, what you, what is that spectrum look like? What is the, you know, the colors of the rainbow of the Veronica Edwards show? What type of guests do you have on? What do you guys talk about? And, you know, where, uh, where does that all lead? Yeah, well, we definitely, you know, the intro of the show is, is saying that, you know, we have fun financial conversations, but we're talking about things that people can apply to their professional and their personal life. So to make sure that I am being the CPA, once a month, we have a CPA chat with a fellow CPA here in Asheville, Michelle Trox. She has over 30 years experience. She's amazing. So we'll have conversations, just like you said, like what's the difference between a 1099 contractor versus a W-2 employee? We'll talk about B corporations versus S corporations versus, you know, all these different things, best practices when, you know, setting up your small business. So it kind of covers like the hardcore business items that at least makes me feel like, okay, Veronica, this is a financial show. You know, you've covered your basis with that, but typically almost all the guests on the show are people I know that are family and friends or clients. So um, I'll have clients on like sisters caring for sisters there. And I'm saying sisters because that's how they spell it, too, with the Mm T.A.S. And it's African-American doulas. And that's Mm. close to home for me because. I almost died having my son and I had a doula. And if it wasn't for my doula advocating for me, I could be like a lot of African-American women. We're the number one when it comes to maternal death, you know, and complications. Just earlier this year, I had a hysterectomy because of fibroids, non-cancerous tumors that I have in my uterus that caused issues for me giving birth that could have caused me never to have children so things like that, those are the type of clients. I tell people I get clients that I like. I don't, I'm thankful that I'm at a point now where I just don't have to take anybody. Mm-hmm. I take clients that I want to help. So those I've had Cindy McMillan, the executive director for Sisters Caring for Sisters on. Um, Michael Hayes, he's a big activist in Asheville. Yep. They're one of my clients, Yamoja Health and Wellness. So they're all about mental health for for young people, teens. And, you know, we'll probably talk about this more later. Joe, you mentioned about, you know, how am I giving back? Well, I'm teaching these young Afri- African-American children the importance of a budget, mm-hmm. the importance of having credit. Here's a template. Go over it with your parents. Tell your friends. Tell everybody that you need to make sure that you pay yourself and you pay yourself by budgeting and saving. 
In the in the first half of this episode, you mentioned growing up as a child and not seeing a lot of representation of people who looked like you and who you could connect with who were business owners and who were financial yeah. professionals. Does that is that what spurs you and motivates you to do that work? Well, I will say, even though I didn't see them as business owners, my parents were very business savvy, even though they never owned businesses, did very well with owning a house, you know, did very well with credit. I had a bank account since I was 10 years old. You know, I go to Wells Fargo now and they look at me twice like, thank you for being a member for 31 years. I'm like, thank you, you know, like with Mm -hmm. pride, you know, just little things that we take for granted. But it wasn't until I actually became an accountant and I saw how I'm like, there's nobody here. It was one thing in school when you actually did have people of color that were business majors, but I really didn't see a lot of black accountants. And then I go and get my master's in accounting and I'm working for the largest accounting firm in the world. And I'm seeing like, whoa, like this is an area where I really want to put more awareness out for people that look for look like me because what happens is the hype starts to happen where they're like, well, you don't need to worry about being an accountant. That's a hard degree. That's going to drop your, you know, your GPA or it's hard to pass that test. Statistically, black and brown people don't do well testing. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like all these things has caused the CPA profession just in general not to grow and especially not be as attractive to folks that come from like my neighborhood or don't have parents that went to college. So we think it's this unattainable thing, but it's really just, I tell people all the time, accounting is just debits and credits, adding and subtracting. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely, you know, a lot of times I feel like finances are presented to the general public as something that like, well, you can't understand it. You need to let us do it um, from the industry. And I think part of what is so powerful about what you're doing is saying like, no, these are just people too. They just took the time to learn how to do this. And there's nothing stopping you from learning how to do that and really taking a a growth mindset around Mm -hmm. your own personal finances and your business finances, rather than this fixed mindset of like, well, I'm just not good at that. Or I'm just, I'm like this, so therefore I can't, you know, and I love exactly. that. Exactly. So that's why that coaching part of my business is the real passion and the teaching because I'm very particular on the type of reoccurring bookkeeping clients I have. So I, that's never going to be an area of my business that I'm trying to grow to like 100 clients because I do like the fact that I'm working with folks that this is, I'm teaching them some financial literacy for the first time. So I'm very sensitive to that. And you need to trust the person that you're doing that with. But I feel like if I'm teaching and I'm coaching, you know, it's like the old saying, like, I can teach you to fish. You're always going to be able to eat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I want to, I want to ask you about some of the coaching you do, but uh, I first, Mm -hmm. you mentioned a little bit ago, you mentioned the different type of businesses that people can file as, and you mentioned one that I think is really cool, but we've not actually talked about on this show. And I'd love to make sure that we do hit on it at some point. You mentioned B Corps. Could you explain to uh, the folks at home, (laughs) could you uh, kind of share with our audience here a little bit about what is a B Corp and what does it mean? 
Yes. Well, you know, Joe, I had to Google that thing too and research because I'm actually going to be talking about it. I think it'll come out on the October CPA chat. And because it's coming up now that I'm coaching and working with more artistic people and nonprofits, but basically a benefit corporation, a B corporation, you still have to have the tax entity of an S or a C corp. But it's this designation that you're adding to your business saying that even though my business is for profit, I'm still doing things to benefit, you know, the economy, local people, there's a good cause. So companies here that are like um, B corporations like Ben and Jerry's, or I think I even saw for like New Belgium. So a lot of these places that are giving back to the community through their profits, they're trying to be conscious of diversity and inclusion. So it's just a nice designation to have to make you more competitive. Um, you can retain more folks. It gives people a feeling of like, even though you're with a for-profit company, we still care and we're still trying to do things to better the community. Yeah, because I think ultimately, you know, the idea that I used to work in nonprofits, it was my first career, I did, you know, Peace Corps, and then I case managed chronically homeless folks and ran a food bank and worked in an urban farming, healthy food access nonprofit up in the Detroit area. Uh, and then Joel, in- slow down. That was a lot, buddy. You're like, oh, I just did a couple of these major <laughs> things. Um, That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, and, and when I got into business, I really still had this idea that there's this kind of big brick wall between nonprofits over here and for profits over here and for profits are only all they care about is making money. And Mm -hmm. the system is kind of set up where they do have to care about that first, but Mm -hmm. that nonprofits over here and they're doing good. But I saw some of the problems in nonprofits and some of the difficulties in actually achieving the goals that they have. And then I also saw like there are actually a lot of companies that are using their capital and their business to create a positive impact. It's kind of what this show is about, is about those type companies. So a B Corp is a certification that you can get that says either, hey, we reinvest into our local community or, hey, we um, we may be a work. You mentioned New Belgium. They're a worker owned cooperative, which is part of the uh-huh. reason they're a B Corp. You know, we can there's all these different ways that we can be sharing the profits, sharing equity and sharing really the abundance and sufficiency created by the profits and created by those margins to not just line the pockets of the person who owns the thing privately, but mm-hmm. to but to actually reinvest into our community. It's why the 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 lead into our show is what if investing in each other could change the world. And so yes. um yeah I just that that B Corp um designation is is a small piece. It's a it's but it's a but it is a piece of the puzzle in helping us identify what companies have those missions and are executing on them. So thanks for enlightening us <laughs> and sharing with us because I realize we've never actually talked about that on the show. And you, uh, I don't know if you are designated as a B Corp, but I know that um, I know that in your spare time, I guess, and in your time, you don't just help the clients that you are directly, you know, taking on and making a profit off of. But I know that you spend your time actually coaching up and coming entrepreneurs from some disadvantaged communities with, uh, is it, you do that, you partner that with Mountain BizWorks. Is that right? Yes. Mountain BizWorks. I work with, I just picked up working with Malin College, which is out, I think around like that um, Spruce Pine area. You start getting where it's like, nobody's really coming out to these, you know, areas to providing coaching. And I'm just honored that through Mountain BizWorks, my name is getting around kind of like that Western North Carolina area. And it's just been a blessing because I learned so much from the people that I'm coaching as well. I also have a lot of them on my show. 
to talk about that, you know, the new entrepreneur perspective, or I have a lot of people I coach that have been entrepreneurs for years, but they just didn't know some of the key, you know, best practices when running a business. They were just so busy running it. Mm -hmm. What do you find in those coaching sessions that, and just so people kind of have a background, would, would you like to kind of share a little bit about kind of how Mountain BizWorks works so they kind of understand who you're, who you're coaching? Absolutely. So Mountain BizWorks here in Asheville, North Carolina is a nonprofit that is all about growing small businesses. They provide lending options. That's how I learned about Mountain BizWorks. I'm the treasurer for the Spark Foundation, um, which is an amazing nonprofit, um, reducing recidivism, domestic violence, um, all about mental health. And we needed alone. You know, we were a young nonprofit and no one was willing to lend to us and Mountain BizWorks did. And they said, oh, by the way, me being the treasurer signing on the paperwork, they said, hey, you're a CPA. We need people teaching and we need coaches. And this was around that same time I was meeting um, Matt, like 2018, 2019. And at that time, they were teaching at night during the day. And my son was like three years old at the time. You know, fast forward now, he's eight. It just didn't work. And then during the pandemic, they reached out to me about teaching. And I've been teaching with them ever since. So for the last three years and coaching. And the way it works is that you can sign up through mountainbizworks.org. And you can um, pay for coaching sessions. And based on your needs, there's multiple coaches. I'm one of many coaches. Um, we actually have a retreat coming up in a few weeks. So there's probably over 20, 25 coaches of all different backgrounds. And then they match you up and then they give you the option as the coach. Hey, do you want to accept this many hours of coaching? I love it because they handled the invoicing. They kind of vet the people out. Some coaching sessions work, some don't. But I just feel like that's a little bit of how I can give back because I mean, these coaching sessions, maybe $50 an hour. You know what I'm saying? Like these aren't at market rate that you would get with someone with my level of your, my experience, your level of experience, Joel. But I feel like I can definitely give a percentage of my, you know, time for that because it does make a big difference. Yeah, no, absolutely. It makes a huge difference. And, and, Mountain BizWorks is an example of some of these types of organizations that I mentioned in our assets column um, where in the, the balance sheet, where they are the type of organization that you can actually invest some of your money into and then mm -hmm. you get a rate of return. But then that money is invested into local startup businesses and businesses that are starting in your local community who maybe can't get access to normal loans from a bank because mm -hmm. of whatever their whatever their barrier might be. And so yep. I just, I, I, I've always loved them and I love um, knowing that you are a coach for them and that you are there helping these clients and these startup businesses who a lot of times are, they have a dream, they have a great idea, but they yep. don't know how to necessarily, you know, do everything. They don't know how to handle right. certain parts of the business or how to execute. I guess, what are some of the biggest lessons that you do teach some of those startup businesses and those new entrepreneurs who don't have really the financial background, but man, they're great at making coffee or they're, you know, <laughs> they've, they've got a, They've got a wonderful business idea. Um, you know, what, what are some of the biggest pitfalls or the biggest things that you try to make sure people understand when they are getting into business for themselves? You know, a lot of times I'll hear the excuses like, well, I'll get to the accounting at tax time, or I'll get to setting up my business bank account you know, once I get this much money in the bank and it's like, nope, nope, nope. 
start right from the beginning is what I always recommend folks that are just starting their business. Even if it's in the beginning where you're spending more out than you're receiving in, that all has a tax benefit that you can use for future years. So it's not just up. Oh, one and done, it happened this year. I'm never going to you know, reap any benefit from that. So I always, number one, tell folks to open up a separate business account, separate from your personal account. It could be at the same bank, so you could transfer money back and forth because that's the biggest thing. They're like, well, I'm not making any money yet. That's fine, but you still need to separate everything. That's actually a question that the IRS asks your tax preparer. You know, That's something that they say, hey, is this separated? Because that shows the difference between this just being a hobby and this being a business. A hobby, you're not trying to make money. Mm-hmm. A business, you're in it for profit. And then the second thing I always tell people, you have to keep your receipts. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll say, oh, well, Veronica, I have a business bank account. So everything in there, the bank statement should work. If you by chance were to be audited, you need to have copies of your receipts to support that this is truly still a business expense. The nature of, you know, the expense, it has all that for you. And the IRS allows you to have copies. So take a picture. I tell people, put it on your Google Drive, put it in your QuickBooks, whatever software that you're using for your accounting and, you know, keep up with your receipts. Just those two things alone and making sure you're reconciling your books and looking at your financials monthly, not quarterly, not annually, monthly. I tell people all the time, you don't look at your personal account just once a month. So why would you not look at your business financials, you know, as often as you would your personal? Yeah. If you treat it like a hobby, you'll get paid like a hobby. If you treat it like a business, Mm -hmm. you you may get paid like a business. And one of my mentors told me that he said, every morning you should be looking at your bank account, at least just to know where you're at and to know, and to know what's coming in and what's going out because in business, as in just life, honestly, cash flow. Mm -hmm is king. <laughs> yes. um, so we've got just a, another minute or so here left. Uh, you know, I wanted to kind of wrap up just by asking you when it comes to your show, I guess, what, what are you most excited about? What are you, you know, what are you looking forward to um, here in the coming year? Yeah, this is my season three. So I'm definitely looking forward to having, you know, just continuing to bring different perspectives from a financial and also just a personal and community um, perspective. I definitely um, have a young lady who's a friend of mine's, but she's also only 15 years old and she's an entrepreneur and she's talented. Mm -hmm. And I would love to have her perspective of what it was like being a young person during the pandemic. And now you're expected to just bounce right back as if, you know, nothing happened during a very instrumental time in a lot of these young people's lives. Um, I'm going to have some community leaders from the Asheville area talking about things that don't necessarily get a lot of attention on the news. I'm always wanting to bring a perspective from an African-American woman's perspective. So having this yep. new segment with Ebony Sullivan is huge on just, you know, She is the COO of a black female majority owned electrical business. It's the only one of its kind in the state of South Mm. Carolina and it's 2023. That's amazing. So, you know, she has a lot of perspective on that, but yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely go and check out for the Veronica Edwards show and subscribe there and leave her a a five-star review. Also um, go to her website, balancedvirtually.com to connect with her business. Veronica, it was so good to have you on the show here. Um, Subscribe to us here on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Buzzsprout. 
and um, make sure to listen to all the other great guests on bizradio.us. And while we're, um, as we sign off here, I encourage you all to take care of yourself and take care of someone else. Thanks for being here, Veronica. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.